Welcome, everybody, to the Mets News Podcast, where we talk all things Mets, anything I feel like talking about. Now, as you know, MLB's back. We have the 60-game season, and to talk Yankees, because I promised I would do more than just the Mets, I brought on a diehard Yankee fan, uh, Will Algard. He was on the podcast a little earlier, I think a few months ago now. I could be off by that, but uh, Will, how are you? Doing well, buddy. How are you? Good, good. Happy baseball's back. Happy they could sort of come to an agreement. I guess just happy baseball's back. Yeah, I've been looking forward to baseball for a long time. It's the first time in my life that I can actually say there's been no baseball, and I've had to fill a lot of voids in my time because there's been nothing to do or watch. So it was very, very interesting summer, if let's put it like that. Yes, and, and um, before we get involved, do you think there is going to be a strike in 2021 like everybody else is predicting? Um... I think that it's possible. Um, I don't necessarily know. I really hope not as a fan. I really don't want to see it. I don't, obviously, nobody wants to see it. Um, but just for how the agreements went and how they went back and forth with the with the debating and stuff like that, I could definitely see, see it happening. I think it's a possibility. Like I said, I'm just hoping it doesn't happen because that would be bad for the sport and bad for really just the country itself. So. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I don't want anything to happen like that. I'm scared a strike will happen because there's a, I think there's a lot of bad blood between these owners and players. I but I, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. And another thing before we get into the Yankees, the runners starting at second base in extra innings. Do you want that rule to stay? Um, to me, I'm old-time baseball. I don't mind a game going to the innings. It doesn't. To me, it's it's more fun. I mean, as a player, gets it, it doesn't really feel long until you're done. I mean, once at the end of the game, you're like, man, that that was a long game. That one, you know, legs are hurting a little bit more in games like that. But um, as a fan, I don't feel like most baseball fans are like me. I feel like most baseball fans want their game to be three hours and they want it to be over and they want to go home. And they want to you know come to one game a year and. Instead, I like to, you know, watch a West Coast game that's still going on at 3 o'clock in the morning because they're in the 18th inning. So, you know, it's um, – I, I enjoy games like that, but I will recognize a lot of people aren't like me. So, um, that's really my opinion on that. Yeah, I, I'm okay with it just for this year because I understand they don't want to have long games. But um, after that, just get rid of it. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much my opinion on it too. All right, the New York Yankees. I don't know. How do, how do I want to do this? Do we want to go by position? Do you just want to list people off? How would you be more comfortable? However you want to do it, Benny. However you want to go. All right, so we'll start off with the outfield. Okay. That, their outfield is stacked. Absolutely stacked. Absolutely stacked. I mean, the biggest thing for them, I mean, the outfield last year just didn't stay healthy. You know, I mean, as long as – as long as Judge and Stanton and as long – I don't know where Hicks is at. I haven't read anything currently that's where Hicks is at and coming back from Tommy John. But if those three guys are healthy plus Gardner, I'll challenge that against any outfield in baseball. So, I mean, I, I mean, I feel like you're going to hear me say that a lot in this is I'd challenge that against pretty much any team in baseball because I challenge the Yankees pretty much anywhere against anybody in baseball in any position. So, um you know, I mean, 
I think Aaron Judge needs to – I mean, obviously it's a 60-game season, so you're not – everything's a small sample size. And I'm really looking forward to it this way because I really do believe teams that even aren't that good can compete in a 60-game season because it's a quote by Tommy Lasorda where he talks about um, the really good teams still lose a third of their games and the really bad teams uh, – still win a third of their games. It's what you do at the uh, last third. And this, when you're only talking about really a portion of the season, I honestly believe anybody can compete. I mean, you anyone can get hot and go on a 20-game run. And like right there, 20 games is a lot for this part of the season. So, like I said, I believe anybody can compete. Even someone like the Oils and the Marlins, I think, could go on a little mini run and – before you know it, they could be playing for a wild card spot. You know, I really, I really do believe that. So, but yeah, anyway, the Yankees outfield is, I mean, when we're talking guys like Clint Frazier or Mike Talkman are going to be pretty much straight backups. If someone gets hurt, it's a pretty good outfield. Yeah. I, I think the Yankees have the best outfield depth in baseball because I, I just Stanton is your DH. I think he's going to be your DH this year. Probably. But if he goes down, you could put Judge in the DH spot. I'm, I'm, I'm just really, – anybody also, really. Having that deep of an outfield, you can always give guys off days. You can always let someone rotate through somewhere to DH and give them the off day. Because they have such a – they have so many backups. Like I said, they, when you have guys like, like I said, Talkman or Frazier or Gardner or – Tyler Wade played some outfield last year. They have so many options they could go to um, out of the outfield, which is – they're just so deep in the position. Yeah, the Yankees are a really deep team. I, I really don't see any problems with them except rotation. But even that, I still think they have a really good rotation. I'm not saying that's a weak point. I'm just trying to think here. Where, where are they weak? Their bullpen is the strongest – I think in the whole, in the whole MLB. I mean, I think there's a reason right now the Yankees are ranked on the power rankings number one coming in because, I mean, it makes a giant difference in the rotation that there's not going to be Domingo Herman and there's not going to be Luis Severino. That's going to be huge. I mean, if you put those two guys in the rotation this year, I mean, they they might even have the best rotation in baseball. So, but their bullpen, you're right. I mean, you want to go around the infield. I mean, Luke Voigt is a – I wouldn't say he's necessarily an all-star player, but he's a well above average player in the league. DJ LeMahieu is coming off his best year that he's ever had in the league. Torres, Glaber Torres is an absolute stud. I mean, that kid's going to end up being the real deal. And third base is Gio Urshela, who's coming off his best year of his career. Plus at third base, who's a guy no one's pretty sleep or sleeping on, which he might even throw in the outfield is Miguel Andujar, who's coming back this year off an injury. Um, like I said, around the field, I mean, to me, I would put that against anybody. Like I said, they, they are just, to me, it's going to be fun to watch because if they stay healthy, I don't think a lot of teams can compete with them just because they, they really are above everybody else, in my opinion. And I'm not saying that as, as a biased fan. I really, truly believe there's no one really even that close to them. Just if they stay healthy and everybody performs the way that they've performed in the past, they, they'd be an outstanding team. 
I think the key for every major league team is how are those bench players going to play? Because we don't, they don't know how much time they're going to get. But with the Yankees, you can just rotate guys in left field, center field. I think Judge is your right fielder, correct? I mean, really, it was like last year. The key for the Yankees, especially in a sprint like this, where it's a 60-game schedule, every game means a lot more than it does. I mean, every game means something, uh, even in a 162-game season. But every little game, I mean, you can't let one slip away from you at this point. And I feel like the Yankees' back end of their bullpen is the strongest in baseball. Their lineup is ferocious when we're talking guys like you know, I don't. I don't even know who's going to hit nine for him this year. When you think about it, you know. I mean, I, I don't even know how you construct a lineup like that when every guy in your team is a monster. And it's just to me, I really do believe as long as the key for the Yankees this year is they need to stay healthy. It's. I mean, it's a key to every team. I mean, the Mets get bit by this every year. The Yankees got bit by this last year. It's as long as the Yankees stay healthy. Judge can make it through the 60 games. Stanton can make it through the 60 games. Aaron Hicks can make it through the 60 games. The rotation can stay healthy. You know, obviously, someone's going to most likely go down. It's just the hits. It's how baseball works. Someone's going to go down. But as long as, as a team, they don't go down and they don't have 12 guys on the disabled list like they did last year out of their 25-man roster, I don't, I don't believe there's a reason – or I don't see a reason of why they shouldn't win the East. I just don't see the reason why. No no offense to the East. I mean, the only, your only competition is the Rays. I mean, the Red Sox seem like they're going into a rebuild. The Toronto Blue Jays have been in a rebuild. But they're starting to come out of it. I think they're still a year away. And the Orioles are just a mess right now. Yeah, the Orioles, they're, that's going to be a tough rebuild there because they're in a division where it's never going to get easy. There's never going to be a year where the Yankees aren't going to be good. Even the Red Sox, I mean, yes, they're going a, a wrong direction right now, but I don't expect them to be a slack team that's going to come out and just get hammered. I don't expect that from the Boston Red Sox ever. Um, and the Rays, I think, when I was looking at the power rankings, were ranked like fourth or fifth. Like, so when you're talking two of the top five teams in the league are in the same division, but I do still believe the Yankees are that far ahead. I mean, I think the Dodgers are probably the second best team in baseball. I don't really think there's a whole lot of arguing that. I mean, you can make the argument for, for Houston or make the argument for Washington, I guess, but I think the Dodgers are also right there. Uh, I would love to see it this year, see a Yankees-Dodgers World Series. And I think that would be such a competitive World Series. Yep. Um, I think the Nationals are not – well, they were the, one of the favorites to win the World Series, but with uh, Joe Ross opting out and Zimmerman, Zimmerman opting out, I mean, those are two key pieces. I know people don't think that Joe Ross is a key piece, but I, he really was down the stretch for them last year and even in the playoffs. Yeah, they used him as an opener last year. That really helped. I mean, Ryan Zimmerman – I mean, he's Mr. National. I mean, he's was their first ever draft pick after he got – after they moved to Washington. And, yeah, he, he really is. He's Mr. National. And I think his presence is going to hurt them. Um, but at the same time, Washington's still got a lot of good pieces. I think the NL East is probably the best division in baseball. No I doubt. I don't think those teams – really, I don't look at any team in the NL East and think any of them are real superstars. 
But you have four teams in there that are very solid, and any I think any of the four teams win the division. No doubt. If you had to ask me, it would be the Braves. I, they're the runaway favorites, in my opinion, and that hurts me to say as a Mets fan, but you can't discount what they've done. I think the national. I don't, sound, I don't want to sound and go against you, but the Phillies are always that team that, I mean, under Gabe Kapler, that came out good. If you look back in the Phillies' years under Gabe Kapler, their first 60 games were pretty solid. And I'm, I'm looking forward to see what they're going to do there because the Phillies normally, like last year, they were leading the division if you go back 60 games since they win the division if you're counting this year. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think the Phillies can compete in that. Obviously, Washington won the World Series last year. I think the Mets losing Syndergaard's going to hurt, but at the same time, I still think they're a solid team. And like I said, anything can happen in a short season like that, 60 games. I mean, the Marlins are going to be one of those big teams that are going to spoil, are going to spoil. Like they're going to be the biggest, maybe the biggest spoilers there are. I, I was about to say the Miami Marlins in September, no, I mean, um, April and May, if you look at their, they're competitive. I mean, they're not, in a race, but they always make the games, at least against the Mets, very competitive. Yeah. And then, like, around the All-Star break, they fizzle out a little bit. Yeah. And, and like I said, in a short season like this, all it takes is one little run in a 60 game, and you're right there. You know, it doesn't matter if you have no names that no one knows about, even your fan base doesn't know about, or you have the guys the Yankees have. It's going to take one run. And if you if you're have one good stretch, you're going to put yourself in it for the rest of the season. 66 days to get 60 games. It, it, it's going to be fun as a baseball fan to watch, oh, not dude. just the Mets, end game. Like I said, I'm looking forward to it because it, it's been it's been hard, not going to lie, not to be able to see baseball. Um, obviously, I didn't get to play it this year. It's been, it's been a weird summer, you know, and the summer without baseball, I, I don't know how to take it. So I'm really glad at least – I like I said, I remember when I talked on your – on your podcast the last time, I was like, I just hope they figure something out because they, the country needs it. Country needs something. We need to start seeing sports again. Exactly. And with the NBA being questionable, I mean, I don't think they're going to be coming back because all the cases and that they're reporting, at least, and the commissioner saying he has to rethink everything. He just released that about 20 minutes ago. Yeah. By the way, we're recording this on Thursday, so a lot can change since when I released this. So I think baseball is going to be the, the big game in town for a, for a while, at least till the NFL comes back. Yeah, I would have to agree. I mean, I think people are looking – because I was one, one, two under the impression of I was going to be really upset with Major League Baseball. And I don't really – I know, like, we had a debate when we were on here about the, the owners or the – what side would you be for, the owners or the players. And to be honest with you, it's – neither. Figure it out. Figured out and put us and put a season together because the fans want it. You know, I understand that it's a business and you got to do things to run your business smoothly, and you want to do everything to keep the players safe. But figure something out, and they were able to figure something out. So I'm just happy for that. I would say the same thing about for the strike. You know, I I wouldn't really say I'm on either side of it. Just make just figure it out. You guys are it's millionaires arguing with billionaires, and it's just figure it out. And so. The people who really enjoy the game the most can get to see it and watch it play. Exactly. And I just want to get your thoughts on the Yankees rotation because I I don't really know it that well. 
I don't know, like, what – I knew it in spring training, but now with this shortened season, I don't know how they're going to stack it up. So I wanted to get your thoughts on how you think they're going to stack it up. I would you know, say, well, obviously, obviously Garrett Cole and James yep. Patrick are going to be the top of that rotation. One, two. Tanaka is probably going to be the three. Yeah, the top three are obviously known. Yeah, Tanaka is going to probably be the three. And most likely the four or five is going to be Jordan Mullins and J-App, most likely. Montgomery uh, was a big prospect a few years ago, right? Montgomery's a guy that I personally said, I mean, he just, he's coming off of Tommy John. I was real high on him when he played AAA. I watched him pitch a lot. And I, he's one of those guys that I remember we were watching. I was Iron Pigs were playing in the playoffs over here at Coca Cola Park. And it was him versus Ben Lively. And it was a 0 0 game into the eighth inning. Him and Ben Lively just dealing each other. And I mean, I'm not obviously not a scout, but I watch a lot of minor league baseball. And just before to get onto that, Ben Lively to me was a guy when he was pitching for the Phillies in their minor league system, I thought he was going to be absolute. Like, I thought he was going to be a, a great player. I mean, I we he used to throw so many gems in AAA, and then he's kind of one of those 4A players, I call them. Guys that are pretty good in AAA but can't figure it out in the big leagues. And, like I said, he, he's a guy – I know the Phillies released and stuff. But, yeah, Jordan Montgomery's a guy that um, I'm – I have no absolute – no concern on Jordan Montgomery out there. Uh, I think he's a – I think he's a real talented player. Yeah, the only question mark really, I think, in the rotation, well, other than Montgomery because he's coming off Tommy John, is Jay Happ because he struggled last year, if I'm remembering correctly. He struggled he at did. some points. Jay Happ did struggle last year. The biggest thing that I say with, with Jay Happ is people say he's – and he did struggle. Don't get me wrong. His ERA was over five last year. But when you're talking about a back end of the rotation guy, especially in today's baseball where the home run ball is a big part, more runs are being scored. When we're talking about a five in the rotation, a five ERA to me isn't that. We're not asking Jay Happ to be an all-star anymore. We're not asking him to be a one or two or even a three in rotation. When you're looking at the back end of rotations, I think he fills the hole, and especially as a veteran presence. Um, no, he's not going to be the best thing in the world. And I, I understand to most fans, they want to see Jay Hap go out there and be lights out every time. Me as a fan, I want to see it too. But as, if I'm managing, the, if I'm Aaron Boone or something like that, I look at Jay Hap as a guy who will be able to eat innings, he'll be able to make starts, and be able to keep you in games. He's not necessarily going to do the – the seven innings of one hit ball, but he's going to keep you in games. And yes, he did struggle. Me personally, I'm not real concerned about it because he still does a lot of things to help the team win. Exactly. And I feel like this year we're going to see a lot of, and I said this on the podcast last week, I think we're going to see a lot of openers where you're going to see a guy like, I'll just use him as an example, Stroman or DeGrom go for, and then you're going to, you're going to need that, a bullpen that's really depth, like yeah. has a lot of arms. And that's another big thing. The Yankees developed Chad Green last year as an opener. I mean, and he did, and he did pretty well in the opener role. So I don't necessarily know if a guy like Garrett Cole is going to be real happy if you run a an opener out there in front of him. But uh, like I said, it, it's 
the Yankees have have strength everywhere. They have, I mean, they are so strong in pretty much every category of the game. I mean, they, I mean, I guess one thing you can say is a weakness for the Yankees. There's a lot of strikeouts in the lineup. But to me, I'm pretty okay with that at a major league level. We're playing high school baseball, and you got a lineup that's got a lot of strikeouts. You're not going to succeed. At a major league level, well, I got guys in the lineup that can hit the ball out of the ballpark. So, you know, it's not. It's a different kind of baseball, and it's, you know, the, the, to me, I have no problem if Aaron Judge strikes out 100 times in 60 games. It doesn't. It, it doesn't bother me at all. Because if you look at his average, his average is still – because everyone debates me of who should have won the MVP in, in 17, if it should have been Judge or should have been Altuve. Altuve hit something like 350 that year or something ridiculous. Yep. That's what everyone says is batting average, batting average or whatever. But Altuve hit about 20 home runs. And when you – I guess the Astros won the World Series that year. You're right. And so people say, well, Judge struck out 200 times a year. He struck out like 212 times. But expect, baseball is about scoring runs. I understand getting on base is a big part of the game. Aaron Judge came up and put the ball out of the ballpark. And I just value that. I mean, I think it also depends on what kind of level you're playing at. If you're playing at high school, I'm taking Jose Altibay over Aaron Judge because I need a guy who consistently gets on base. When you have other pieces around you, Aaron Judge is a big-time bat. And I have no problem if a guy like that has 200 strikeouts in a year. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. As long as you do your other end of – because Aaron Judge's batting average is still right there. He's a 280 hitter. You know, he's 280, 290 hitter and still hits his home runs and drives in his runs. I have no problem with a guy like that who strikes out but still hits the ball for power. That's, that's just my opinion on that. Especially at Yankee Stadium where the ball – they have those short porches. Yep. I mean, that stadium is built for guys like Aaron Judge. Absolutely. I, I agree with you 100% on Aaron Judge and the strikeouts. And plus, strikeouts now are just a part of the game. Everybody's striking out yep. and trying to hit the home runs. I mean, but, I still the pitchers are a lot better. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, in, in high school, not, I didn't live to see the 70s or 80s or even the 60s. To me, it's not close. I mean, you have one – I think back in those days, per, I mean, obviously older people that have seen the game longer than me can answer these questions better and have better opinions. But just from me watching old clips and stuff like that, I don't think the pitching was as good as it is today, and I don't really think you can argue that. Obviously, in every area, you're going to say we had fireballers, 100%. You know, you had guys like Satchel Page back in – like, I think Satchel was playing because he was playing in the Negro League. I think he played in the 40s. You know, so we're talking there was always fireballers. Don't get me wrong. But every team has guys now that come out of the bullpen that are going to throw 100 with a 90-mile-an-hour slider. Like, they're going to throw upper 80s slider to 90-mile-an-hour slider, have 100, and <laughs> as a hitter, that's not – it's never really easy to hit. So, like I said, I, I have no problem with strikeout numbers, to be honest. It's just – it is what it is. Pitchers, to me, have gotten better, and I think the hitters are just as good. To be able to even play with that, I really do believe that um, I'm okay with the strikeouts. Like, I believe that striking – I wouldn't say striking outs really 
the end all. Because I know there's a lot of people, a lot of baseball fans, that, you know, someone's a bum if they strike out a lot. Ryan Howard used to be the biggest one. You go to Philadelphia, if that guy striked out three times in a night, he was the absolute bum of the place. He was getting booed in his own stadium. I mean, Stanton, as a Yankees fan, I mean, when Stanton came over and struggled immediately and he was striking out a lot, he was getting booed in his own stadium. And yeah. To me, I, that's a lot of fans, but to me, I think a lot of fans don't know what they're watching. So, personally, that's my opinion. When I go to games all the time, I hear stuff. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy next to me has no idea what he's looking at. Like, but that's just my opinion on that. Yeah, I think the game has just changed, and I, I think it's just built on power pitchers versus power hitters. Absolutely. Hands down. So I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, minor league baseball. I think canceled the season yesterday. They did. I, I was not. I was okay with them canceling double A and single A, but I was sort of hesitant to cancel triple triple A. And the reason of that is because you're going to have a guys like being a rotation, and I, I don't know how they're going to stay in game shape if they don't play the game. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. <sighs> Minor league baseball. I mean, obviously, this is a this is a new it's a, it's a situation that we've never been put in before. So, I think minor league baseball is so important for player development. Um, there's a reason that there's so many leagues. I know Major League Baseball has talked about cutting teams, and I just I'm not a fan of it. I I want to see minor league baseball. I think a lot of these guys have to come up through the systems. I agree with you that you have to. I think players also get into a routine. Um, I understand for this year, um, they had to make some, you know, obviously some unfortunate decisions. But I really still for the long run, I, I understand why they did it. And I really don't have any complaints with doing it this year at, at all levels because at what point then who do you put there in your triple a because you could say well you play your top prospects in one league and, and something like that and i just don't necessarily everybody's ready to be gelled together like that like mm -hmm. each time you're moving it's not necessarily even a better level i mean it's a i shouldn't say that. it's a better it's a better level of play um to me there's such a huge gap from watching double a games and triple a games double a games are a lot of I would say younger guys who are not polished but have abilities. A lot of big prospects play double-A baseball. Triple-A is a lot of finesse. Like I watch a lot of games at Coca-Cola Park. A lot of times you'll see relievers or even pitchers that are only throwing about 90 miles an hour, but they're, they're finesse guys. And they're guys that are hanging in there in case the major league club needs them. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, double-A is really where your prospects play. And then you have AAA is more of a filler for your guys. I mean, AAA is also a spot of where development goes on. Don't get me wrong, but take a guy like Alec Bohm for the Phillies this year. That's a good shot. He's going to be a DH. I mean, he's he's a guy that has has played well all through from college all the way up. He's never seen a game in AAA, but probably he's probably going to be in the major leagues this year. You know, yep. Andrew Benintendi skipped right over uh, skipped right over AAA. Um, Jackie Bradley skipped right over Triple A. Um, I'm trying to think of some other guys that are jumping. Conforto. Soto, Juan Soto, right over Triple A. Um, Bryce, I know Bryce Harper. I'm sorry, he did play for. He played about 20 games, I think, in Triple A. 
but double A is really where you play your prospects. And so now to me, it gets tough of where do we take triple A guys and play with double A guys? If you, know, if you follow what I'm saying on that, yep. do you blend the leagues? What, like what kind of, what do you do? Or do you play just like how triple A should be and you send your top prospects home and they're, and they're just practicing. I don't think there's a good answer for it. So mm -hmm. I would say I'm okay with doing it for a one year thing. I would never, ever, ever want to see minor league baseball cut teams. I think it's – I know a lot of them say there's too many minor league levels and they're going to lose double, uh, two sport athletes. And this was a big thing when Kyler Murray right back. When, when Kyler Murray went to the All right, so minor league baseball, I'm not a – I don't want it to be cut. Because, number one, it'll, it won't hurt our city because we have other places of uh, revenue and places coming in and restaurants. But other cities, smaller cities, they live on minor league baseball. Yeah. So that, that's what I'm scared of. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a lot of places – like, look at a place like Reading. I, mean, I wouldn't say Reading is necessarily what you just described there, but, I mean, it's called Baseball Town. I've been playing baseball there for 100 years. It's one of those things that it would be terrible to see a stadium like that just get torn down because they cut minor league teams. It would be very disappointing to me to see something like that happen, especially across the country to cut so many teams. I just don't want to see that happen. Yeah, I think we played there last year for the Legion, and I think they said the stadium's like over 50 years old. It, it was an old stadium. Yeah, that's that's a pretty old stadium down there. I've been playing baseball there for a long time. I, I said 100. I don't necessarily know if that's true, but I think that uh, they've been playing there for a long time. A lot of great players have come through and played on that field. Yeah, I know Major League Base. I know why Major League Baseball wants to cut it because the owners want to save money, but um. I think you need that place of uh, player development, like you said. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens in the years to come. I, think, I, I actually didn't know this, that minor league baseball was its own thing. I thought major league baseball owned it. But then I found oh. out the other day, they're doing research, that uh, minor league baseball is actually its own separate league. It is, yes. Minor league baseball is its own separate thing. And I think their deal is coming up, not next year, but the year after. So uh, we, we will see what happens there. Now, if you had to rank the divisions, I'm going to ask this of all my guests, and next week Gabe Stay is coming on to talk about the Phillies. How would you rank the divisions? Um, you saying like one through six? Well, I think yeah, just – And wild card teams, you could pick the wild card team as well. Oh, so you want me to pick division leaders? You want me to pick the winners? Yeah, and then wild card teams. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pick the Yankees. Me too. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to throw out the Phillies. The Phillies are going to win the, the East. Could be completely wrong, but I'm throwing out. I, it could happen. I think they throw well. I think they, they look good on paper for a short sprint. I like Joe Girardi. Um, so I'm going to throw out the Phillies, but that one, I mean, could go anyway. Um, we go to the Central. American League Central. 
I have to go with the Twins. The Twins to me are just their their lineup is so stacked. They're an easy division. I Bring, know no division to you. Bringing in Donaldson, I mean the Indians, I think could play. They have a good manager. They they always seem to be they're a solid organization. Uh, like I said, but I, I would have to say, I mean, even the White Sox are getting there. They're getting better. The talent's coming up. We're going to see uh, Luis Robert this year. We're going to see the second year Eloy. I think the White Sox are getting closer, but I still don't think they're there yet. Even after they added Yasmani Grandal this year, I still think the White Sox fall short. Um, they could be in the wild card hunt. They could be a wild card hunt. Um, in the a or in the NL Central, that's another division that gets really tough. I mean, you got the Cardinals that are always good, the Cubs that are always good. I mean, they're probably going to – the Cubs, I think, are going to go down this year a little bit. I think Joe Madden puts a – losing him, I think, was a uh, a big hurt for them. Who's their manager? Is it Ross? David Ross. Is David Ross. Um, but I think if I'm going to go with a team in there – I think as long as they stay healthy, I think the Brewers look really good on paper. I mean, the Reds are going to be right there, too. I think the Reds are going to definitely compete for a wild card. Um, and then when we go out to the West, the West is AL West. I still think it's going to be the Astros. I don't really – I mean, you can say the Angels. They brought in Rendon. Uh, they brought in Joe Madden. I think they're big helps. They still need someone to throw the ball to home plate, and they don't have anybody to do it. So um, I think they're going to be able to score more runs. Trout's going to get a little more protection in there. Um, but I still don't think that's going to happen. The Rangers are getting the new ballpark, but I think the Rangers are still too far off. And the Mariners, oh, the Rangers are way off in my opinion. And the Mariners, I think, are, are below the Rangers in that. Um, and then when we go out to the NL West, obviously the Dodgers, I don't really think anyone's going to compete with them. I mean – it's not a bad division. The Padres are on the up and coming. I still think they're a year or they're two a year away. Yeah, a year or two away. Um, the Diamondbacks always seem to be right in it every year. I don't. There's nothing that's sexy necessarily about their team. They kind of just get get the job done. They're always kind of right there in the in the wild card hunt. They have a, they have Madlum, but he's on a decline. I that's the number. Yeah, that's to me. That's almost a negative to me. <laughs> Having Mad Bell, I think he's he's definitely on the decline. So, I mean, great postseason pitcher, but I think he's definitely on the decline. Future Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah, most likely. Um, and I gotta pick two wild cards. So I picked, I picked the Yankees, the Twins, the Astros. I think all the A's up. could could win the win out there. I, I, uh, the A's, I think the A's could win. Um, but I'm still going to stick with the Astros. I think the Astros are still too powerful. That's my wild card team for the – that's uh, my far out team. I'm going to go with – the White Sox are going to pull wild card spot. Really? Really? Okay. And I'm going to say Tampa Bay. Those are going to be my two. I think the White Sox could definitely play this year. I, like I said, I want to see what's going to happen with, uh, with Luis Robert. Um, you might see Nick Magical this year. Um, plus, I think Eloy could – I mean, Eloy struggled in the beginning last year and kind of turned on. I mean, he still hit 33 home runs last year. Tim Anderson is a, is a big bat. Biggest thing it's going to be, can they keep Giolito healthy and keep the pitching staff healthy? Um, I still think they're probably a pitcher. They probably need another starter. 
but I don't necessarily know how, how trades work this year. I didn't really feed on how that works because I don't know. The trade deadline's August 31st. Okay, so there still is a trade deadline. People can still be traded. But I think the players, if they don't want to go to that city, they don't have to go. So I, I really don't think there are going to be any trades this year. Gotcha. Yeah, I was going to say that because with the COVID stuff, I, I haven't really read exactly how the trade deadline is going to be, or if, if, even if you can't get traded. So mm-hmm. I think a piece could really help them, uh, a starting pitcher. Um, and then in the NL, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say they're both coming out of the, the East. I'm going to go with the Braves, and I'm going to go with the Nationals. They're going to be our two wild card teams. I think the Reds could really push. I mean, the Central is going to be good, too. The Central is going to be good. Um, but I'm going to go to – we're going to get three teams out of the East. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion on that. I think that's how that's going to – I think the East is going to be really good division. The only thing with that is, is since they're all so good, they might beat each other and make the records come down. They might really hurt themselves for a while. And they have to play the Yankees six times. And yeah, it, it, uh, we'll, we'll see. You know, I personally – but I do think we're going to see three teams out of the NL East. Yeah, I mean, if I have to pick my wild card team, because I'm only going to do the predictions once, I might as well do them now. I'm going to go on a limb for the AL. I, I, I truly do believe that the White Sox are going to be the AL. I agree with you on the White Sox, and I think the Astros are going to be the other wild card team. I just, I really like the Oakland A's. I've always, I think that they got, their manager's really good. He's not great, but he's good. They always play hard, and they're just they're just a go-getter team. And I think they'll do good in the sprint because usually down the stretch, if you look at their numbers in yeah. the last 60 games, they're always really good. So if I had to go with – I just think that the A's are going to be my pick. And in the National League, this is where it gets tough because maybe a team from the NL Central could take it. I don't think a team from the West is going to take it. I think that the West – the Padres could be in a mix, but they're never really that good in their last 60 games. I think they're still a year away. I think, again, it comes out to the East. I think that the Phillies and the Mets will be your two wildcard teams. I think the Nationals, with losing Zimmerman, who's the heart and the soul of Washington, is that's going to hurt them. They also lost Rendon. They lost a key rotation, a key rotation piece. And I think that the Phillies and the Mets – if you look at their records over the what, to end of the season, they were both really good. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't argue any of that. Um, but yeah, like I said, hey, Ben, can we pause for? All right, I'm back. Sorry. No, I got it. Okay. It's all good. So um, I think the East, it's going to be really competitive. And that, for me as a Mets fan, it hurts. But as a baseball fan, I'm excited. I'm, I'm going to be doing a lot of scoreboard watching in September. 
Oh yeah, like I said, like I said, I really would not be shocked if there's a lot of teams, and I think there's even a possibility there's that surprise team that just had a good run, so they're in it. I think a surprise team that could have a really good run is the Blue Jays. I think they have they. Their team to me, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but if you're asking me to pick one team that could get really hot, I mean, they have pieces. They got the pieces. I think they're still a year or two away in development-wise. The biggest, the biggest thing for the Blue Jays is they have no one to throw the ball to home plate. Yeah. I mean, they're pitching. I, mean, I think that you have guys there that could get incredibly hot. Um, but I think at that time that they're going to struggle – pitching. Their pitching's not, not a real stronghold for them. Exactly. So many teams. So, I mean, the NL, to me, is going to be way more competitive, I think. Personally, I think the NL is going to be way more competitive than AL because, I mean, I threw out predictions and they could, I mean, they could be all wrong. I mean, to me, I think the Dodgers are like the only one that I'd say I'm actually okay with. The Central... The Central and the East, to me, are a straight coin flip. I mean, they, there's so many teams in there that are that are so good. As long as teams stay healthy, I think that, uh, you know, I honestly think four teams from the East could win, like I said earlier, and I think a few different teams from, from the Central could win. I think the Reds could win. Personally, I don't think the Reds are far off. And I didn't even pick them to make the playoffs. So, I think the Cardinals are going to win the Central. It's going to be very cool. I think the Cubs are starting to go into a rebuild. I think that uh, Bryant doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could definitely see that. I think that I wouldn't be shocked if he gets moved. In, in the offseason. I don't think he's getting moved this year. I think if the Cubs could move him this year and get, the, get what they want from him, I think mm-hmm. it's possible. Because – He's going to be worth the most. I mean, honestly, right now, he's worth the most they're going to get for him. The more they wait, the longer, the less they're going to be able to get in return for him because they're most likely going to lose him in free agency anyway. So, um, so I think he becomes a free agent this year, if I'm not if I'm mistaken. I think he hits free agency this year. It's either this year or next year. I, I, don't, I don't know off the top of my head. I, have to yeah, I don't know off the top of my head either if it's this year or next year. But I, th- I know he's coming up soon to free agency. And I said, like he's a guy who I think would really – he might fit real well in Philadelphia, to be honest. I think there's a good shot he would fit there. It's, it's, he could fit in Philadelphia. I mean, cause I, get, I understand Alec Baum's a third baseman, but if Reese Hoskins doesn't work out, you can – Ship him out and put Bowman at first base or put Bryant in the outfield. If it all does work out, I think that could be a real good fit for Philadelphia to bring in to bring in Bryant. It's 2021 because it's the same year as Syndergaard. I just looked it up. They made their okay. debuts on April 15th, so they lost. They didn't gain a year of service time that year. Gotcha. All right, so your World Series picks. I think I know this, but I'm asking this to all my guests. Who are your World Series picks? My World Series picks are the Yankees and the Dodgers. I hope we get to see it. I've been looking. I've been waiting to see it for a couple of years. I think they're the two best teams in the last few years. So I'm really hoping that that's how we get to see, and I do think that's how we're going to get to see. Yeah, as, as much as that, i got to agree with you. I, I don't think it's going to be the Astros. As much as I – Say the A's could make the playoffs. I don't think they they never do good in the playoffs. I mean, 
once they get there, they usually fizzle out. As much as I love the Mets, they're bullpen to me. In pressure spots, Amelia's always blown it. I don't trust Diaz. Even if he has a great 60-game season, I won't trust him. So, so yeah, Dodgers and Yankees would probably be my pick, too. Yeah, like I said, I mean, maybe it's not the biggest uh, surprise thrown out there. It's not like I picked the Washington Nationals. Like, I, like anyone who picked Washington last year, it was a good good guess because they were talking about selling Serger at the deadline. They were going to trade him off. So, you know, like I said, I, I, I think they're the two favorites. So, picking the two favorites, but I do think they're the two best teams in baseball right now. Yeah, now one last question. Are fans going to be in the stands at all this season? Because I've said no. I said no on Sunday, and I'm sticking by it. I- I'm going to say no. Just knowing living in Pennsylvania, Governor Wolf had said that he's not going to allow fans in major in, uh, major sports venues until there's a vaccine. So I'm going to say no on that pretty, pretty certainly. I don't think there will be fans in the stands until 2022. I'm – Maybe mid-2021, but I think it's going to be a one But as long as there's sports, I don't mind. Yeah, like I said, I just want to see him play. I want to see uh, I want to see the world try to get back to normal. <laughs> Let's put it like that. I need a distraction. I, I said that on Sunday when I did the podcast by myself. I, I need a distraction. I, I can't uh, take it all the real news sometimes. But, um, Absolutely. That, that's pretty much it. I think we covered anything. Is there anything else you want to add? No, I'm just thankful for being here. Thanks for having me. No problem. You're my Yankees expert. I'm happy I I got someone else to talk about the Yankees. Some people would say I'm just a bitter Mets fan in the way it's <laughs> I predicted by myself. I could already read some of the comments. Uh, uh, but... All right, this has been an edition of the Mets News Podcast. Um, I'd like to thank Will Algard for coming on. Next week is Gabe Stay, the Philly fanatic, as people have named him in the comments, is coming on. And, uh, he'll, he'll, of course, you always know when he's on. It's always an exciting podcast when he's on. He's a fan favorite. And then the following week is the New York Mets Predictions Podcast. I'm going to lay it all on the line by myself and uh, give my true thoughts on the team. But we'd like to thank Wildcard and and Anchor, Apple, and Spotify, the podcast platforms, and that's pretty much it. We will see you next week with Gabe Stay.